Good afternoon to all our attendees on episode five of our Bridging the Gulf public education series hosted by the Middle East Institute at the National University of Singapore. Uh, this is episode five, as I said, and the last episode we covered Kuwait, and before that we did Saudi Arabia. So today we are covering the Sultanate of Oman, and we are pleased to have with us two distinguished speakers today. And I will shortly be introducing the both the two speakers, but before that, let me give you a quick introduction about the Sultanate. And let me share my screen. Now, if you look at the map on your screen, uh, you see, you know, uh, the geographical, the geographical shape and location of Oman itself. And I would like to point out a little fun fact, which I I done a, a little blown up map of the Musandam Peninsula, and you see this on the right of your screen. The Musandam Peninsula is is uh, is a, is a little finger of land under the control of of the Sultanate of Oman, and it's very strategic because it's just it sits next to the Strait of Hormuz, where one sixth of the world's oil passes through uh, this strait and this shipping route, and it's a choke point. For, for oil all over the world. So, you know, most of us, if we if you were to Google the strategic importance of the Busandam Peninsula, you will find out about its relationship with oil. But what else can we know about the Musandam Peninsula? And if you do a quick Google image or even a, a, a search, a, an image search on another search engine such as Pexels or, or Get the Images or Unsplash, you'll find, you know, very, very raw, scenic beauty. And this is the kind of um, scenery that Oman possesses if you haven't already visited the country. And arguably it has the, you know, the most beautiful, some of the most beautiful landscapes in, in the Gulf. And, and of course the Musandam Peninsula also, um, you know, it's, it's home to dolphins where you, you know, where tours are available for you to go swim, swimming with dolphins. And of course also on, on the little, uh, ferries and dhows of, of Oman. Another place that's worth visiting is Salalah, uh, down south of, of Oman. And, and you can see from the photos here, is it has also very, very, very scenic and breathtaking scenery of the port here. And also, um, you know, um, conservation efforts and also, uh, you know, wildlife. And Salalah is located, as I said, at, at, on the south of, of Oman. So you can see that, you know, the, besides the capital Muscat, where you'll find a 16th century Portuguese fort, uh, a souk, a market, you know, that's traditional and well-preserved, uh, there are also other areas of Oman worth exploring, and worth discovering. As you can see, Salala, as I showed you in the photos uh, earlier of today, uh, doesn't differ much from, from, from the photos that we see here in, in 1932. And these are the aerial photographs of Salala uh, taken by the British naval staff back then. So what, what is important, and I think our first speaker will outline later on, is how uh, Oman has, uh, has a multi-ethnic uh, history. It has, it has also a history where the sea and the coast reconciles with the desert. And this is, this is also seen through the music that, that uh, Omani culture produces. Um, as you can see, you have the men's dance called the Rasta, 
and the description is there where, where men stand opposite each other, carrying swords, guns, and dance to the music. But there are also uh, dancers, African-influenced dance, such as the Maidan dance, as you can see, and other types of more coastal sea-related dance. So this is the kind of history that we are going to be uh, looking at from our first speaker's presentation as well. But also from our second speaker's presentation for today, we'll look at the economic development under uh, the late Sultan Qaboos bin Said, who is the Arab world's uh, longest serving ruler from 1970 to 2020. And he was succeeded just last year by Sultan Haitham bin Tariq, where there was also a new uh, vision, economic vision called Oman Vision 2040, which our second speaker will also be looking at in depth. So with that, I, I stopped my introduction and I would like to now introduce our our speakers for today. Um, we have Dr. Muhammad Saad Amukadam, who is an assistant professor of modern Omani history at the Sultan Qaboos University. He has previously held senior appointments at the College of Arts and Social Sciences as assistant dean for the college, as dean of student affairs, and also the head of history department. He obtained his PhD from Exeter University, and his research interests, besides on, on the Sultanate, also covers China-Oman relations. And so we are pleased to welcome Dr. Mohammed today for today's webinar. We'll give his presentation 20 minutes, followed by another presentation by our second speaker, Dr. Yusuf Hamad Abulushi, who is a leading economist in Oman with 20 years of professional experience and previously held positions such as the Chief Economist of Oman Vision 2040 Task Force. Uh, he also previously served at the Central Bank of Oman as also as advisor of the Foreign Direct Investment to Oman Supreme Council for Planning. And also his, his PhD was obtained from King's College London, where he looked at the foreign direct investment impact on Om Omani private sector. So his latest monograph by Dr. Yusuf is published in 2018 entitled The Omani Economy, Globalization and the Winds of Change. So today I'm very glad to have two distinguished speakers here. Uh, we will start with the history of the Sultanate, and I'm very pleased to pass it on to Dr. Mohammed right now, who will be talking to us and taking us through uh, Oman's history. Dr. Mohammed, please, and if you could unmute your, yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kermit, for this wonderful, interesting introduction. I am really honored to be in your program with this Middle East institution in Singapore, the beautiful country. I've been visited twice. And uh, thank you, Real, because you started with the strategic location of Oman and the map of Oman. I always said, if you want to understand Oman history, you started with the strategic location of Oman through the history. So yeah, thank you for your introduction. And you gave us a good about beginning of Oman history. I said three themes to understand Oman history, the strategic location, the tribal structure, and the Ibadism also. So Oman has a long history. In the morning I was discussed with my friend, he said 8,000 long years. But I have 20 minutes, so I can say some element about the Oman history. As you said, the strategic location of Oman, we are Oman is the center among the, the old civilization of Iraq, Persia, India, Yemen. And one thing also, Oman is became the part of the Indian Ocean Rim, if you say about this strategic location. So 
Oman has this long history from the prehistory to the Islamic period, which part became Oman part of the Islamic state. And, uh, and also you see Oman played a great role in the Indian Ocean region. If we started with the Islamic history, very long Oman, so part of the Islamic state, then Oman have challenged with the Umayyah and the, the Abbasi because of the rule of the Ibadism in Oman history. We have many imamate in Oman history, it's a long history. So if we start with the modern history, Oman, the first Arab country, faced the occupation of the first European power, the Portuguese, 1507. And that's why, because the Portuguese, they want to control the trade of Indian Ocean, they, they control like Macau, Malacca, Taiwan, then you must control the Omani ports. So at the beginning of 16th century, Oman became under the Portuguese. Then from the 17th century, we have the new Imamid, they call it the Ya'ariba dynasty, and they built the same ships like the Portuguese, the Omani extend to the Indian Ocean, they control the East Africa, and they've been with the war with the Portuguese, and the Portuguese and the European, they said Oman is the bannock of European in the Indian Ocean. So Oman became a very strong nation with a strong fleet. And we have this relation with the Indian, even with the China, we have a special relation since before AD from the Canton and the first Arab sailor arrived, arrived in Canton from Oman, Abu Ubaidah. The, we call it the Sandabad of Oman. In 1980, Oman sent a ship special, they call it Sohar to Canton. And we have the jewelry of muskets is giving to Singapore, the, the museum in Singapore. So Oman, if you see this location played a great role in Oman history. In the 19th century, the beginning of the 19th century, Oman controlled the East, the control the port of Bandar Abbas from the Qajar dynasty and the Strait of Hormuz. And Said Bu Sultan, he moved the capital from Muscat to Zanzibar. So Oman became like a commercial empire from Mozambique to the port of the Gulf and the Indian Ocean. If you see in the 19th century with the great European imperialism, Oman has sent the first Arab mission to New York 1830 with the ambassador. If you see the, how the Europeans divide Africa, they control Aden, they have war with China, the obvious more so Oman, they sent mission to New York 1840. With this strong commercial empire, Said Bu Sultan, we have a new element in the history of the region. We have the influence now with the Great Britain, French, the Dutch. So Oman, they were first expelled the, the Portuguese 1650. Then they extend to the East Africa. They built very strong naval power in the Indian Ocean. In the middle of the 19th century, Said bin Sultan passed away and the Omani commercial empire was divided between his sons. So we have a challenge in the end of 19th century and this challenge has come 
from the European power, from also the element of the Ibadism in the interior. And this was, they call it, you know, the new Imamate 19th, in 1913. And they have the Treaty of Asib 1920. We have Imamate in the interior. We have the Sultanate in the coast. In the 20th century, because I have a little bit time, a long history of Oman, in the 20th century, something happened in the whole Middle East, especially in the Gulf, with the discovery of oil. So Oman started to explore the oil, and this oil was in the Imamate territory. Then Said, was, Said Ben Taymur, the father of his the late majesty, he canceled this treaty, and he controlled the country. They call it Jabal Akhbar War from 1954 until 1959. The first Oman export oil 1967, so we have in Dufar, the rebellion of Dufar. The rebellion of Dufar is was assisted by the Marxists, a new regime in South Yemen. So with this political trauma, we have a new era of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos bin Zayed in 1970. You see, we don't even have high school. If you see, if you come to Oman, we don't have high school. We don't have ministers. We were in war. We have imamate outside Oman. We have Tufari rebellion, Oman very poor, divided. And they call it Oman, the country, they call it Oman and Muscat. His Majesty started a new era to build a new nation. That's what happened in Singapore with Liu Quinn. And he started a new a modern state of Singapore. So um, say, His Majesty, Abu bin Said, new policy to have this, all the element to build a new nation, Oman, a modern nation. The rebellion of Tufar is ended. The leader of the imamate returned to Oman. And most of the Oman in the Gulf and East Africa returned to Oman and to build a new nation, a modern state. So if you see in 50 years, His Majesty passed away on 10th of January, 2020. And if you see in 50 years, the old generation, they will not believe. We don't have high school. Now we have University Sultan Qaboos, we have University in Salala, we have University in Lizwa, in Al Baraymi, and His Majesty built United Country, and you call it Sultanate of Oman, with the vision to build a tolerance, equality of Omani people to build this nation. In a short time, if you see what's happening in the Middle East, too much crisis, Oman foreign policy was a great element of his policy. In 19, we have the war of Iraq, Iran. We have the Camp David. Oman foreign policy, neutral. And we, Oman as a country, the foreign policy, they try also to mediation between this crisis. So Oman was trusted by United States, by Iran, by the Gulf, we could be our part of the GCC Council. So this policy of His Majesty succeed to 
make Oman a country of stability and the peace. If we see about the economic, of course, you see, we'll talk about the economic side about Oman, but also about people participation. We have now Majlis Shura, like a parliament, it is elected by the people. We have state council, and we have women participated in the election, the right of the woman also, we have also. So if you see this participation in political process, stage by stage, you know, he succeeded in Oman with the system, they call it the basic law in 1996. Equality, justice, protect the free of religious also. The people, whatever they are religious, they are free to, to build their church, temples, or mosques. So this is the basic law in 1996, the first Omani constitution in modern history. So this policy of his majesty gave Oman a good, a great image. In the Middle East with too much crisis. If you see the Arab Spring, where they call it the Arab Spring, you know, Oman, they have the same position. We don't support any militia. We don't involve in the internal. We try Oman to make negotiation. What's happening in Yemen now, in Syria, in Iraq, in Libya. So his majesty in 50 years, real, it is like, I, I said, uh, it is like a miracle, you know. He built a good nation. And a good relation, we have a special relation with China, with Japan, with the Western powers, with the Indian, our neighbors, of course, with the Iranian. So if you see this, a good relation with all because of his majesty foreign policy. And if you come to Oman now, you will see the modern city of Muscat, modernization in many cities in Oman, good economy, and the free of education. If you see it, we have a free of education, even the level of the universities, you know. So in 50 years and 4,000 years of history of Oman, you can have talked too long about the Oman strategic location as Dr. Elements he mentioned from the beginning to understand Oman uh, history. So I have two minutes or three minutes to talk. When His Majesty passed, his cousin Sultan Haytham replaced him. Sultan Haytham, he graduated from Oxford. He was Minister of Culture. He was at the Minister of Foreign Affairs. He was behind the new Omani Museum. So he had the same vision of His Majesty. And one thing, the continuation of His Majesty foreign policy, internal economic policy. So you can see when His Majesty selected him as a new Sultan, he will continue His Majesty policy regarding economy, honest affairs, social affairs. So we can see the future with optimistic stability, peace, prosperity, and a good relation with the international community. So I think we have, uh, Mr. Dr. we have similarity with the Singapore. 
about the new state when the new country started a new modernization. So we call Oman a new modernization. Oman, a special image, culture and diplomacy in the Gulf and the region. So I have a long talk to about, I have been 30 years teaching at the university about Oman history, about Oman relation with China, with the United States, Oman, the first Arab country to sign a treaty, 1833, with the United States. At that time, they were in the East Coast. They are not expanding in the American continental. Oman has a treaty with the, with the Great Britain, 1798, with the French, 1844. And you have a long history, of course, with China and South Asia, because Oman is a part of the Indian Ocean. So, and we have a student from China, from Japan, from many countries to study about Oman history, even from Europe also. So I, I think you, Mr. Dr. Kilmat, you watching me now. Thank you for this, a great opportunity to talk and your programs and from your institution. And, uh, I can talk many hours, but the program gave me 20. I don't know if I'm, uh, because I like to be stuck with the timing. And uh, this is Oman. Oman, a country with peace, stability, prosperity, and good relation with all. So if you come to Oman, please, let us to have a good cappuccino in Oman. <laughs> you know? Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, did I finish the timing, uh, Doctor? Yes, yes, Doctor Mohammed. Yeah, thank you. You made a lot of uh, key points on uh, Oman's historical timeline. Yeah. And what was interesting was the Sinbad that you mentioned. But we'll come back to you later during the Q and A. Uh, and I will urge our audience to put forward your questions in the chat box in the in the Zoom chat box if you have any. We do have one more speaker on board so in the while he's talking you can always of course brainstorm and, and adjust your thinking caps and, and put in your questions in the, the zoom chat box so thank you dr Mohammed, and i will pass it on to dr yusuf who will be covering more on economic aspects on on the areas of modernization that the sultanate has experienced and also going forward what are the objectives of vision 2040 dr yusuf all yours Assalamu uh, alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a real pleasure and opportunity really to speak and it's really a wonderful opportunity for us to share some of our, uh, what do you call it, history, some of our spirit to the futures. And I'm really glad to speak after Dr. Muhammad. He's a well-known figure in the country and well-respected scholar. Uh, I will I'll be covering uh, the, the, the economic side of the of, of Oman, and uh, uh, if we we'll move to the uh, this is uh, this is the scenery one of the scenery of the beautiful Oman. Uh, honestly, uh, it's really uh, the, we call it a country of, of beauty. So I really uh, also uh, like to invite you all to come and visit the country. So moving uh, to the first uh, slide, I'd like to. Uh, 
explained that uh, Oman has a, when it comes to economy, yes, we do have a great history and we are proud of it, but also we do have uh, also good progress when it comes to our economy uh, diversification. Uh, I, I'll, I'll start with three parts, uh, or I divide it to the three parts. First part, which, uh, which is our modern uh, Renaissance, uh, uh, as, as Dr. Mohammed mentioned, start uh, 1970s with uh, uh, His Majesty Sultan Qaboos, and uh, where Oman was really starting from almost scratch. There was no proper education, no proper schooling, no proper uh, uh, banking system, currency. All we are really start. I mean, starting from scratch was really very dark. People was, I mean, relying heavily on on, on uh, agriculture, on fisheries. And uh, he, I mean, His Majesty and the team really worked so hard to move Oman. And Oman was the uh, uh, first country maybe in the region start to plan for, for diversifying the economy. Uh, although until now we have a limited success in diversification, but we do, I mean, from uh, early 80s uh, and uh, from the vision 2020, uh, Oman uh, really... Uh, try to move from uh, economy, what they call it, oil-based economy to uh, more diversified. Uh, that was the first, I mean, we, we are talking about the first uh, part, which is Oman grow by 7.5% growth, which is really a great uh, growth rate. And that because, as, as I mentioned, starting from scratch. If we take it, uh, the vision 2020, which is ended uh, only last year uh, from 1995 to 19 uh, to 2020, Oman grow by almost 3.5, which is also not bad uh, looking. I mean, uh, but the growth was driven mainly with, with the oil uh, oil price, uh, and Oman uh, succeed. Uh, to build a very wise infrastructures. We are proud of, of also our education system here. We are having a modern uh, airport, modern port, and very nice, uh, what they call it, uh, infrastructures. That will take us to where we want to go, which is uh, our vision, uh, vision 2040, which, will, which we are aiming also to achieve 5% uh, growth. It is also a challenging growth because we are uh, having a lot of uh, what they call it uh, difficulty looking to to the uh, global pandemic, uh, COVID, uh, changing also on the on the on the energy landscape. You know, the Oman and the GCC country heavily rely on oil, and oil has a lot of pressure both in the demand side and. Uh, uh, and, and supply side. I mean, we have renewable coming, we have uh, uh, also shale oil is coming. There is also a huge improvement on the technology, fourth industrial revolution, which is also uh, make uh, renewable energy more, uh, or they call it more, more acceptable. If we'll move to the, we'll be moving more. I have a lot of slides and uh, we can share all this. Uh, it's just quite long presentation. I'll be not covering it in, in details, but we will share it with you. I'll be more than happy to do so. Uh, please uh, move to the second slide. So this is the growth. The growth in Oman, uh, honestly, like other GCC country, I think you already covered Saudi Arabia. You will cover maybe Kuwait, Qatar, UAE, Bahrain. Uh, you will see the same story that uh, historically growth 
tightly linked with the oil price. So always you will hear here in the GCC country people always talk about diversification, but unfortunately until today, almost all the country has very limited success uh, when it comes to diversification. And that due to, to many reasons. One of them is the, the Dutch, uh, what they call it, diseases, because we are having uh, oil, we are having great revenue coming from oil that, I mean, uh, make the whole uh, economic model uh, linked to the oil and other sector like uh, our man has, uh, it's just a huge, country with the huge space we are having a great uh, sector when it comes to the fisheries when it comes to logistic as he mentioned Dr. Muhammad with the, with the with the location we are having tourism the country is really really beautiful particularly for adventures uh, we are having also mining uh, we are having uh, uh, manufacturing, so a lot of uh, uh, opportunity which can really move man from the oil base to more diversified economy. If we move to the uh, slide, we can see that uh, there is increasing uh, share for non-oil, uh, but uh, still it's not up to the, the, the expectations. I mean, we were thinking that by 2020, uh, oil and gas will be only uh, 10%, but it's, it's still playing a significant role. It is 85 of our uh, uh, public finance. It is around uh, 70, 75 from our total export. It's about uh, more than 50% of our GDP. So still we've been, uh, we are very much linked to it. So moving to, to, to more slide, to the next slide. Yes. So. So we have a great progress when it comes to the economy in terms of the growth for per capita. Alhamdulillah, I mean, we are lucky here in Oman. I mean, uh, we are having free education, free, free health care. We are having a very good uh, lifestyle and government really built very nice uh, infrastructures. Per capita increase and doubled uh, significantly. Uh, uh, also, educations, I think already uh, Dr. Mohammed touched infrastructures, uh, peace and stability. This is also uh, one of uh, one of the, the, the features we are always proud of Oman. Uh, cultures and identity. Also, we maintain uh, our cultures. You will see Omani always wearing uh, his, his national and always being committed to, 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 to the culture, to the identity in Oman. Please move. So let's go, let's talk about that's the good thing. What's the bad thing? The bad thing that our, our economy, as I mentioned, and that this story is not only uh, with Oman, it's with, with others. Our revenue came, if you see here on the left, from uh, mainly from export and mainly from uh, oil export. That go to the government hand. Government hand or government budget, they spend it on two ways. One, as a current for salaries, for current expenditures, and for capital expenditure, building road, building hospital, making project. Both spending create a demand. That demand, unfortunately, majority of it fulfilled from outside. We are relying heavily on importing goods, importing services, and also even labors. Uh, the problem that make our economy kind of weak because honestly, we are not manufacturing much we are not uh, growing what we eat we are not uh, 
uh, really having like uh, industry of textile of services a lot of money going for medication outside a lot of money going for uh, studying abroad which is it has a lot of leakages so this is one of our serious problem which been addressed in Oman vision 2040 and we are talking here about attracting more foreign direct investment, building more into upstream and downstream industry, making whatever possible to be uh, made in Oman, we need to make it. If we cannot do it alone, we need really to... to, to. And honestly, that is a, a clear direction in Oman Vision 2040. Uh, because of what Dr. Mohammed, because of our great international relationship, we are not having any enemy. I mean, we can get capital maybe from our neighbor GCC, we can get technology from our uh, friend in, in Europe, we can get, uh, we can export big market in, 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 in US, I mean, we are having our friend in, in, in uh, Asia to, to also, it's complementary. So we are working on it and thing is really looking very positive and very promised and we are full, full of confidence that we will be able to, 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 to work on this uh, problem of business cycle. Please move to, to, to the next slide. Oman uh, private sector, one of the problems that our private sector is very much rely on the government. So government, I mean, there is a, please move. So, if we'll see the features of money, private sector, there is a lot of positive, but also there is a lot of negative. Uh, the positive features that we are having, look, any business you will do it in Oman, trust me, you can make a lot of money. So I encourage you, all of you, if anyone has businesses, his cousin, his I mean, has factory, we can easily help to replicate it in Oman. Government really supporting uh, this kind. We'd like to produce food. We'd like to produce manufacturing stuff. We'd like to produce many things. We are, because of our location, accessibility to Yemen, which is will be, inshallah, will be peace and will need to be rebuilt soon. Our friend in Africa, because of our historical link, because we are part of GCC, we are still part of Indian Ocean. So that is really give us a privilege. So I I, I mean, that's why in the end of the, this presentation, you will find my contact and what honestly, honestly, after 20 years of, of serving in the government, uh, Central Bank, Supreme Council, Vision 2040, I decided to jump and work on trying to implement the vision. What is the vision? The vision that to move from government-driven model to the private sector and uh, businesses-driven uh, model. Uh, one of the problems in the economy that the government is dominant. They are the investor, they are the job creator, they are the, 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 the element, I mean, the, the engine of growth. So that is because I mentioned because of oil, because of the challenges will not, is not sustainable and we need to move. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating here. A man has all what it takes, trust me. People, infrastructures, resources, we are, alhamdulillah, we are lucky, not like other, uh, other even GCC. We are having, as I said, we are having not only beautiful country, we are having a country with full of resources, natural resources. If you look to our sea, if you look to our mountain, if you look to our, uh, what they call it, desert, all is full of resources. It is our duty to really think differently and try to connect those strengths. Please proceed. 
let's make it make it i mean let's let's move quickly here so again the state business relationship is also as, as i mentioned here government is really playing the heavy role it is really uh, deciding about priorities about what needs to be done and private sector link with with it that is we are saying this is one of the problem we are working on it please move Uh, the second, move the slide, please. One more. Uh, labor market. Labor market also has a lot of problems. Not only because we are relying on uh, expat. Expat are welcome in Oman. This is by nature. We really respect expat. We really admire that they they help us building the Oman we are we, are, we know today. But the problem that they are, their size is around 85% uh, from the total labor force. And that is not fair because Omani are growing and looking for the job. The problem here that 85% of, of those labor force are having secondary school and below. And this is the real problem. We cannot compete. We cannot be moved to innovation. We cannot move to manufacturing, relying on very cheap, uh, uneducated labor force. So uh, Vision 2040 addressing that and trying really to attract talent. Uh, I mean, and uh, uh, also a majority of our laborers came from India, Pakistan, and, uh, and, and, and Bangladesh. They are our neighbors, we like them. But also they're, they're, they are not a good spender. I mean, because uh, of their skills. I mean, we can see huge uh, out of law work remittances, which is not helping the economy to grow. So please move. Uh, so we have challenge in the labor, as, as, as I mentioned, this, this number I already mentioned here. So please move to the to another slide. Okay, so there are several challenges facing Oman and when it comes to diversification, create a job for Omani, enhancing our competitiveness, because you know, when you've been 50 years relying on the government, relying on, 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 on we are having a rental economy, rental mentality, and that is really is not helping. So uh, social people uh, need to change a lot of their uh, mindset that, I mean, we need to work only in the government. We need only to, we are, we don't have that culture of saving, culture of producing, culture of uh, exporting, which is all need to be built uh, on. So please proceed. So challenges is, is clear here, uh, please move. Let's move to the vision man 2040, which is the paradigm shift. So uh, please move, that is, will be left to you. So the vision of Oman is to join, uh, yes, you can stop here. Uh, the vision of Oman is to join the developed, developing countries. So, and that is a, a deep statement. So to do so, we need to have a, a creative individuals, a diversified economy. We need really to have a very good governance. We need really to look after, after, after our uh, environment. So all these being addressed, and uh, I, we all always proud of, 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 of the vision, how we formulate our visions. So I can talk about four uh, aspects here. One, that uh, the vision being formulated from the people and people participate heavily on it. We visit all governated of Oman. More than 41,000 was in the process of vision formulations, number one. Number two, 
that it is it is not only we build on our nice history or or or, or, or the current situation we build it on the futures there there was a lot of seminar on foresight what happened to technology to energy to x y the education this and that so also the vision is not only world there is a lot of kpis and there is a lot of uh, change so please move because uh, I'm here, so you will have four pillars, uh, economy, society, environment, and governance. We have clear indicators, more than 78. We have 12 uh, strategic uh, directions and 12 uh, national priority. I will also, I'll be more than happy to, to share the, our vision document. I immediately, I can push it to, to, to the team and they can share it with you. So please, as I tell you, we, are, we already start implementing our vision from five months now, from uh, 2021. And things moving slowly because of the COVID and you know but we, we are we are full of confidence i mean government uh, his majesty sultan haitham made a lot of changes in the government structures uh, to be more agile to be and there is uh, more what they call it moving toward the, uh, the, the, the 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 private sector the entrepreneur and and all all these things so please move quickly on the slide so this is national priority you can read it at your leisure so please move we, the vision touch in all aspects. I mean, when it comes to economy, the four factor of, 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 of capital, labor, uh, uh, the system, and, and uh, also uh, the relationship, not only relationship between uh, government, uh, people, society, and, and uh, also our relationship with the rest of the world. The vision is really sending a very positive message to, the, to our, our friends, our partners uh, from outside that Oman is moving to new stage of, of, of development. There is a real change on what we used to do. And we are, as I tell you, I'm, we are full of confidence that we, we are having all the ingredients of success. So please uh, proceed. So we are touching on all these. It will be a holistic uh, visions. We are touching all uh, social, political, economy. I mean, all the, the aspect of it being touched. Please proceed. Move quickly. I'll, I'll leave you why, I mean, why it was urgent for Oman uh, to, to move. Well, I already mentioned it about the changing in the, in the energy landscape and also the, the reform of individual mindset. So please feel free to read all this uh, uh, material. I think I'm about to end. Policy, it will be not easy, by the way. We understand it will be hard and will be painful. But the good, the good thing that we are having a caring a government, which is really caring, and we are having a leader, His Majesty Sultan Haitham, who was the chief uh, on the Vision 2040 uh, team. And he knows the details. And uh, he is really moving uh, with, with, with a great uh, confidence. Uh, so please proceed. I think we are, you can, OK, how we are going to fix our business. So proceed to the last, to the last. So to the last of the presentation, just to share the last presentation uh, slide. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So because I'm, I'm ending yeah, here, here, this is the blue one. This is uh, before, this is my details here, my phone numbers, my emails. And if you go one, one slide before, and that's explained that we are ready because uh, of a, a lot of elements. We are ready and you can read it at your leisure. And can we do it? 
absolutely we can do it. So sure, sorry, I have only 20 minutes, so I don't want to, to take more. I want to hear from you. And also uh, we welcome your advice, your guidance, your inputs uh, on how this thing can be done. And uh, we are going with a very strong, uh, what they call it, uh, uh, plan on mind. And uh, Oman is a small uh, economy, it, and has uh, it's moving in, in, a, in a very good speed. So I, I'm done by now. So I, I'll leave it to you to, and I'll be happy to to hear some of their questions and inquiries. Thank you.